Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Just Saying Football with Jack and Sean. I'm your host, Sean Gannon, along with my partner, Jack Nicholas. We're here to bring you news, notes, weekly updates, and game analysis of your favorite teams from around the league. Now the chance, go check out our website, JustSayingFootball.com. Follow us on Instagram at Just Saying, no G-W-J-S. And don't forget to get us in your ears at, on Spotify at Just Saying Football. Buddy, week seven is now here. A uh, ton of ton of teams on the bye weeks for people out there that haven't changed their fantasy lineups but we have the panthers the Bengals, the cowboys the jets the titans and the texans at six teams on by and a slew of players uh to go along with that yeah obviously like sean said uh you know obviously adjust your lineup this is gonna be one of the first weeks where we're really gonna be feeling the bye weeks um, a lot of teams are going to be, um, you know, kind of adjusting and we're going to be seeing some really great games this week. Um, you want to kick us out here with the blow off, Sean? Yeah, absolutely. Let's jump right into our blowouts. We're both going the same way on these. Uh, we got the Buffalo Bills making the way to New England to take on the Patriots. Buffalo's favorite in this one by minus eight and a half over under here of 40 and a half. We're both going with the Bills. Break down this game a little bit for us. Yeah, well, we saw the Bills obviously play the Giants. Um, off camera, you know, me and Sean were talking about this. It was, you know, the Bills kind of got figured out. Um, you know, it seemed like they were new, you know, someone knew something about them. But, you know, if anybody's really familiar with them, it is Bill Belichick. And then, um, you know, New England, this is a tough place to play. But it hasn't really been this year. Buffalo's favored by eight and a half. I just got to take them straight up. They look good. Um, you know, James Cook, Stefan Diggs, and Josh Allen seem to be the only thing kind of clicking. But it seems to be enough right now. No, it's. I mean, that's all you really need. And then occasionally they dabble in some Gabe Davis. Hopefully he becomes a little bit more consistent in that yeah. offense as the season continues. But Bills have a bounce back game. Patriots have been playing really, really bad all year, giving up his terrible turnovers. Um, Hopefully this uh, hits the over on 40 and a half just because they are familiar with each other. But wouldn't be surprised if it goes the under because the Bills yeah. defense. I'm feeling under just because I don't know, like you said, if the Patriots can support their side of that. Right, Mac Jones with the yeah. turnover has been uh, pretty brutal. All right, but moving this along, we have an NFC West matchup. So we have the Arizona Cardinals making their way to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Seattle's favoring this by minus eight, over under here of 44 and a half. Uh, we're both going Seattle, Arizona, really only a first half team. Yeah, first half, you know, maybe even first just half of the season, this is probably where things start to go downhill for them. Divisional matchup. Um, you know, you got to play in Seattle, one of the tougher places to play. Um, one good thing about the Cardinals this week is they're going to get Kyler Murray back at practice. But Seattle, um, you know, we kind of saw that, you know, they were really able over the last couple of games to get the offense clicking. Uh, Kenneth Walker, I think, is going to be a big problem uh, for the defense this week. Yep, absolutely. I think right now Arizona, is, they activated Kyler Murray, which is great. He has a 21-day window to return to practice. Don't know if he'll even get to suit up for the season, though, just because of how late it happened in the year. But, I mean, Arizona's just been rough, and you can see with no James Conner, it hasn't been quite the same for them. So I think we'll be looking at post Post return for IR will really maybe consider the Cardinals a threat uh, again. Yeah, but not this week. <laughs> not this week at all. All right, let's move this into our Mac categories. We'll jump right into the Pittsburgh Steelers making their way to LA to take on the Rams. Rams are favored in this one uh, by minus three over under here of 44. Uh, Karen Williams, though, is not expected to return until week 11. So it's looking like the Zach Evans show currently uh, in LA. What are your thoughts? Pittsburgh coming off the bye. 
Yeah, Pittsburgh, um, you know, they obviously have, you know, T.J. Watt in this. He's leading the league in sacks. Right now on the T.J. Watt sack counter, he's got eight. Um, you know, this is going to be interesting right now. Both of these teams, um, they both feel like when you're watching them that they're winning games with their pass rushes and their defense. And you obviously have Watt and now Aaron Donald with the um, L.A. Rams. You know, we always talk about him. But to get, um, you know, real can I think that, it's on the Pittsburgh defense to shut down Matthew Stafford this week because we've been seeing what it's looking like the last two weeks with Puka and Cup. Uh, Stafford looks like he's back and fully healthy from that injury last year. Looks like he's 100%, which can be pretty dangerous for a team like Pittsburgh, who tends to have a pretty slow offense. So give me L.A. by three, and um, you know I, I'm going to go with the over because I do think that L.A. is going to score enough points uh, to support it. Yeah, I agree with everything that you're saying, and, and for me also – what we've seen from Matt Canada in this offense has just not been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't even like it when they audible to win games. Uh, <laughs> Steelers won't fire him, though, midseason. That's not how that organization operates. They don't really fire people midseason. They've also mm-hmm. come out with a few reports saying that they won't. So don't expect many changes when it comes to the offensive coordination position and how this offense is going to look, which for me yeah. opens up a lot of opportunities for the Rams. And like you said, Pukanuga and Cooper Cup, it's a great one-two combo. Matthew Saber looks healthy despite the Karen Williams injury. They can still throw the ball, and that's where it's going to matter the most. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that is such a devastating injury because he was such a, you know, he kind of stepped in for what they wanted to do with Cam Akers this year. Now they're doing this. Zach Evans, like you said, hopefully he can kind of step in and, and get it. But I, I think the Rams, I, I would take Matthew Stafford in the in the two-minute drive over Kenny Pickett. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. All right, moving this right along. We have the Las Vegas Raiders making the way to Chicago to take on the Bears. Las Vegas favored in this one by minus three over under here of 37 and a half. I like the under for this one. Uh, no DJ Moore or not DJ Moore. So sorry. No Justin Fields in this one. So it's going to be Tyler Badgett. Uh, he looks like an undrafted rookie. He threw an interception. They had a fumble loss for a touchdown against the Vikings. I'll comfortably lock in the Raiders and Brian Hoyer and Devontae Adams. Yeah, I like that as well. Um, you know, like you said, pretty simple. No quarterback uh, for either team, but I, I would trust Brian Hoyer. Um, you know, over uh, a lot of a lot of backup quarterbacks. And um, right now, Chicago, they're dealing with injuries everywhere. They have no Khalil Herbert. You know, their offensive line's banged up. Um, their defense hasn't looked great this year. Um, I Yeah, the Raiders on the road for sure. No problem with taking them by three either. Yep. And Devontae Adams, by the way, great career against them in 16 games, 81 catches, 1,024 yards and 10 touchdowns. So if you have them this week in your fantasy, I would comfortably start them. All right, moving this along in our meh category. With the Cleveland Browns making their way to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Browns are favoring this one minus two and a half over under here of 40. I'm still uncertainty around Deshaun Watson's return to the team. Uh, the team is uncertain. The players are uncertain. There are reports coming out. Uh, don't really know when he's going to be back, which means it might be P.J. Walker again. It's coming off this huge win last week against the 49ers. What are your thoughts, though, of Minshew three interceptions against his former Jacksonville Jaguars team? Yeah, obviously um, not a great matchup for Minshew this week with the Cleveland Browns. We were asking last week on the show, are they as legit as a team like the 49ers? I don't know if their offense is, but their defense definitely is. Miles Garrett right now is unstoppable. He is, uh, I believe, second right behind Micah Parsons in defensive player of the year odds right now, um, really just due to the fact that, you know, he has five and a half sacks over these first six weeks. 
Um, again, their defense is still one of the best in the league. Um, you know, they are fifth in points allowed, only allowing about 15 a game. Um, but they haven't scored much over like 20. So as long as Indianapolis can kind of run through Zach Moss, this could be big. Um, Indiana is at home, but I'm still going to take Cleveland. I think that what we saw last week is their defense can just win them games. Yep, I'm also going to go with Cleveland. One thing I should have mentioned at the very beginning of this is that Anthony Richardson is out for the rest of the year. He's getting so shoulder surgery now uh, instead of opting for it later, which I think is a smart move. Let him get some rest, and hopefully he comes back fully healthy next year, and we can see what he does in year two. Uh, but let's keep this moving along because we have the Washington Commanders making their way to New York to take on the Giants. Washington is favored in this one by minus 2.5, over under here of 39.5. And I think that the reason why they're favored in this one it's looking like Daniel Jones is not going to be in for this one uh, in this matchup. What are your thoughts, buddy? This is your team. Normally, Daniel Jones kind of owns Washington. Now he might not be in. Are you feeling comfortable with Tyrod Taylor? Yeah, uh, you know, Tyrod didn't do too bad last week. But obviously, you know, when you're looking at it, you know, just about 200 yards, he had really a um, you know, a couple opportunities at the goal line, both at the first half and the second half. Um, you know, at the end of the day, your second opponent's really the clock, and they ran out of time on both opportunities that I felt like they could have scored, uh, losing that game 14-9 in prime time. I will say, <clears throat> excuse me, is the fact that the Giants had 34 rushes on the ground last week in a close game, about 130 yards. They're going to need to do that to keep up with Brian Robinson. Now they're getting Antonio Gibson involved in Washington. Um, Washington's looked pretty good. Um, Sam Howell only one interception over the last few weeks. So as a Giants fan, this worries me. But I will say the Giants defense kept them in to make uh, Josh Allen make some mistakes last week. I think they could do that with Howell. They're playing home divisional opponent. Uh, just give me the Giants straight up. You know, I also like the Giants in this one. It's been a lot of inconsistency from Washington. What we saw from the Giants defense last week was really impressive to just basically shut down the Bills offense and Josh yeah. Allen. Granted, um, you know, Brian Dable has a lot of familiarity with that team, with that offense, especially um, shows what this defense can do for the Giants. and What week Martindale can put together on a week to week basis. Um, hopefully the offensive line of the Giants can sort of get better. This will be a tough matchup against Washington's uh, defensive line. That makeshift offensive line, as Colin, uh, Chris Collinsworth kept saying the other day. But but you know what? I think Tyrod Taylor showed some movability around the, the pocket. He looked comfortable in the offensive system. He he threw more deep shots than we've seen from Daniel Jones this season. So hopefully that continues. And and that's why I like him in this one. I think this offense with New York potentially has a better passing threshold uh, than what we've maybe seen in the past with yeah. Daniel Jones. But let's not get too much into that. I don't know. It's like <laughs> I, And it's funny, too, because I thought, you know, maybe Tyrod would, you know, he used to kind of, you know, just kind of throw a lot of short passes. I felt like he'd throw a lot of middle passes like, I think Washington's defense is also not to be like underrated, you know. Yeah, they can win on on any given week, and that's for sure. They have, a, I mean, it's all first rounders on the front yeah. four, so you'd Still. hope that that's the case. <laughs> but uh, let's keep us moving along. So we have an NFC South matchup, and the Atlanta Falcons make their way to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Uh, over under here, thirty seven and a half. Buccaneers are favored in this one by minus two and a half. A lot of numbers that is threw out everyone. I felt like, but the creamsicle jerseys continue to be a curse for them. They did not win last week. Tampa Bay against the Lions. Falcons though, they had a rough one. I mean, we all saw Arthur Smith's reaction to that interception. Wasn't pretty. It yeah, was not no, pretty. It, neither of these teams are playing great right now. We've been talking about how this division is super open at this time, and it's very weird because not a lot of the teams are great, but somebody's going to have to do it. Um, you know, right now Tampa's sitting at the top, three and two, and 
Um, you know, Atlanta's right behind them, tied with New Orleans, and Carolina's 0-6 at the bottom. So these two teams got to treat this like a very big game. I will take Tampa at home. I like the home team here. Um, they, you know, they didn't score a lot of points last week, only six. So I think this week they um they score a little bit more, but I expect um a lot from my man Bijan Robinson this week for sure. You know, I'm kind of on the opposite because for me, what happened last week and what happened with the Falcons team, Arthur Smith's so dedicated to this run, whether they're winning, whether they're losing. And that's not a problem. It's a great thing when you have a, a ton of mm-hmm. talent that he has in the backfield. But the downfall is that when it was stopped, what we saw from Ritter is that he cannot sit back there and pass the ball and win them the game. That yeah. was at home. I said they were going to get the win. He had the 31-0 and record at home since high school, you know, and through college. And I jinxed him, and I'm so sorry for that. But to me, Tampa Bay's run defense is still really, really solid. They still have a good front seven. If they're able to shut down Bijan and force us into a passing game only, that's just the recipe for me to them to easily beat the Falcons. We saw that happen last week. Bijan wasn't really able to get started on the ground the way that we've seen so well throughout the entire season. Uh, so that that to me is like Tampa uh-huh. Bay. That's your bread and butter. Stop the Stopping the run and getting after the quarterback, forcing them to pass. So. Yeah, I said I said Bijan 100 yards last week. I think that this is um the Tampa defense is really what's going to keep him in. Um, and Mike Evans, I mean, we've seen him have a lot of bounce back games after bad games. He had some terrible drops last week, which is very uncharacteristic of him. Um, yeah, so give me Tampa. I think this is a big Mike Evans game. And I like Chris it. Godwin too. Yeah, maybe even some Kate Otten. Who knows? I don't know. Well, Kate but, uh, in there. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna throw out names. All right, moving this right along. Probably our grossest matchup of the week, and I'm not saying that as a Vikings fan. We have the Green Bay Packers making their way to Denver to take on the Broncos. Green Bay's favorite one. That is why it's gross. It's because it's the Denver Broncos. But Green Bay's favorite this one by minus one. Really weird line. Over under here of 45. Another weird line coming at you. Packers are coming off of the bye. Broncos are coming off of another brutal loss where Sean Payton had to apologize to the to the offense. And I, I mean. That that seat has to be hotter than hell. I just can't imagine that they're that the Broncos organization isn't like, what did we do? We sent all these picks and paid all this money, and this is what Kevin we're getting James, in like in the movie. We should have. But yeah, like you mentioned, huge thing. Packers coming off the bye, they kind of needed that with the way Aaron Jones a little banged up, and they played a primetime game. Um, <clears throat> Sean Payton, like you said, we don't know what the heck's going on there. We don't know where. All this is coming from how Russ is getting, you know, to play like this. The Packers are on the road. You know, I think this is an opportunity. Me and Sean were talking about it off camera. If this isn't the opportunity for the Packers to have a game where you know they're going to win and they know they're going to perform, it's this one. Pat Sertain, we were talking about it, is going to be matched up on Christian Watson. But what does Jordan Love have? Too many weapons for his own good right now. So expect Luke Musgraves, Jaden Reed, and Romeo Dobbs to be getting involved. Packers defense has not looked that bad. That is going to be a good sign for a bad Russell Wilson day, um, in my opinion, at home. Um, right now, Denver, 1-5. and five, They're just sitting at the bottom of the barrel of the AFC West. And um, right now, I mean, Green Bay, they're 2-3. and three. They get this, they're 3-3, three and three, and they are – couple games behind Detroit. They just got to stay in that mindset right now. So I'm going Green Bay minus one alternate, probably even by six and a half. Yeah, I like I, I'm locking in Green Bay for this one as well. It's to the points you talked about. I think the the defense against Russell Wilson and and all that gives them a ton of of advantage. And then 
to your point, this defense of the Denver Broncos is so bad outside yeah. of Patrick Sertain that whether it's Luke Musgraves, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, Christian Watson, you can comfortably start any of these guys in fantasy. They're most likely to have a good game. We we haven't seen the Packers put up a ton of points offensively since week one against the Bears. They haven't touched that 30 mark uh, since then. They haven't even touched the 25 mark uh, since then. They put up 13 points, you know, against the Raiders. It's the Denver Broncos team that's bleeding points. This is like one of those games, drop 38 on them, drop 40 on them, drop 30 plus on them, kind of get back on track offensively, build up some confidence. You you get right back in the thick of it at three and three in this division. You're yeah. right behind Minnesota, who's playing the 49ers. You know, they could drop to two and five. You just jumped right there in the in the in rankings. Yeah, and you don't need to worry about the Bears at the moment. So, <laughs> you know, it, for the Packers, this is like a, a must-win game, but also kind of like a statement win as an offense because how bad the Broncos have been all season. Like, if you only show up and you put up 13 points, and you might win 13-9, but trust yeah. me, come come Monday, everyone's going to be talking about <laughs> Green Bay should have put up more points, what was going on. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And that's not the the storyline that needs to be happening uh, yeah. for this team at the moment when they could be so much more against the Denver Broncos defense. <laughs> Denver Broncos defense, why well, one of the yeah. one of the one of the ex- most expected disappointments of the year. But uh, Sean, what about something that's not going to disappoint us? What about the fact that we got three games of the week this week? We got some fantastic game of the weeks this week. We're going to jump into our first one. Since the Detroit Lions making their way to Baltimore to take on the Ravens, the Ravens are favored in this one by minus three over under here of 43. Currently, the Detroit Lions boast the best record in the NFL, along with the 49ers and the Eagles and a few, and I think maybe one other, but in Kansas City and Philly. And, I mean, we're talking Kansas about City, but our Lions have the best record in football. They're not tied for the best record. And I gotta say, it's early. It's weeks, you know, six games in. You're gonna see some of that, but this is the time. Like Sean's point is, they're starting to separate themselves from everybody who's below that right now as division leaders, NFC North champions right now, looking like it. Uh, Sean does not like hearing that at all. So we can just talk about the fact. That the Ravens are favored while the Lions are this hot. Why? Why do you think that is? I think it's, I mean you got to It's at home. The Ravens have been playing pretty solid football, and you know who knows a lot about the Lions that might actually be very helpful for this game is Roquan Smith. You know he was with Chicago for a handful of years before getting traded over there and signing the huge contract that he rightfully deserved. But he has some familiar familiarity with this organization and what and what they expect to do. Yeah. That being said, I mean the Lions have been playing fantastic. It was a statement win last week uh, against the the Buccaneers, where they just didn't really put the pedal off the metal defensively, despite them not really putting up a ton of points offensively. It was a great block by a wide receiver that allowed Amon Ra to score, yeah. which shows that this team is fully committed. They're throwing out big hits. Aiden Hutchinson is playing well. Uh, but I'm still leaning towards Baltimore in this one. And for me, what it is is. Lamar's just played really well all year. Yeah. His, his wide receivers have just been, uh, you know, eating too many butterfingers and it's been costing them that Rashad Bateman should have been touched down. Uh, we've seen OBJ dropping some very easy passes that he's made a thousand times throughout his career. And if they can get that back on track and he finds his, and he finds rhythm again with these wide receivers, just be able yeah. to catch it's scary season. Zay flowers fits really well. Got his first touchdown uh, last week. I expect them to kind of continue getting this momentum going. Uh, for me, um, I'm going to go Detroit. It's going to be one of my underdog picks this week. You'll uh, find out the other one later in the show in one of our games of the week. But I'll tell you this, one of my games of the week underdogs here because literally 
Detroit, like Sean said, this is going to be a close, close game, even though um, Baltimore is hot. But if because of these mistakes, um, there is something that causes um, Lamar to make these mistakes, the lack of the run game doesn't let them catch up and they got to pass. Um, Goff, last week, you know, they won that game pretty fairly. He still threw 44 passes. I think that is how they get him. Um, so I'm going to go Lions underdogs, but not – not really underdogs, just yeah. Vegas underdogs. <laughs> exactly. Only Vegas underdogs. And one thing, again, I should have noticed at the very beginning, David Montgomery uh, will be out this game. And mm-hmm. just some things to consider. They have a bye week in two weeks with the rib cartilage injury. Rib yeah. injuries are weird. I broke both of mine. You you just can only, like, rest. Like yeah. you, It's not like an arm or a leg where you can, like, set it. Yeah, you just have, like, take time. So with the bye week coming up in two weeks, there's potentially he misses this week, he misses the next week, and then it's bye week. So if you have him on your roster, uh, fantasy-wise, just keep that in mind. And if you're a Jameer Gibbs owner, yeah. the next two weeks, exciting times yeah. for you finally. I think, yeah, I think that's awesome. And it's a huge opportunity, too. I think for like Sam Laporta, you see that they had to start throwing like nonstop last week. 44 um, passes, like you said. You think he gets more yards than Mark Andrews? Hmm. No. Roquan uh, Smith, Roquan Smith, great cover corner or great uh, cover, great cover linebacker cover corner. Long yeah. day, everyone. Mark Andrews. Yeah, Mark Andrews is going to go off. You think? I mean, it's going to be Andrews versus Allen Zoni. That's going to be an interesting one. Oh, I like Mark Andrews. Look, it's not. I mean, it could be like forty-four to Mark Andrews and twenty-four to Laporta. I'm not saying Mark Andrews yeah. is going to have like hundred and ten, and yeah. Laporta is going to have like fifty. No, I mean, they'll probably have like fifty, sixty. Yeah, I, I like that. that. All right, moving this right along, we have the Miami Dolphins making their way to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Philly's favoring this one by minus two and a half and over under here of fifty. Eagles took a huge loss last week to the Jets. Really surprising to everyone. Hurts, is he struggling? What's going on? I think on? it's just we've talked about the Jets' defensive line and how they have just kept their team in games. I think last week the Jets' corners, they had a great game plan against Philly. It was really they had their top four uh, secondary guys out. All of the other guys stepped up, played to the scheme. Um, but I will say – the Eagles, they're great at adjusting. They're going to adjust this week to Miami. Miami is one of the best game day teams in the league right now. Um, this right now, highest over under the weekend at 52. Hammer it. Hammer it. Both of these teams' offenses are better than their defense. Maybe Philly, but Miami's defense is going to give up points, and they're just going to have to score right back. I think yeah. it's going to be a huge game. No, it's going to be definitely the highest score when I think of the weekend. And some injury news. Lane Johnson went down last week. And that was a huge yeah. factor and part of the Eagles' loss. Like you said, great defensive line. We said it since last year on this show. Jets have a playoff-ready caliber defense. Like, they are ready for the playoffs, this defense. They play at a really high level. They can change the course of a game, as we've seen yes. time and time again. Kansas City a few weeks ago, despite the refs, and now with the Eagles uh, this past week. Yeah. Making but- Jalen Hurts throw the ball. It picked, you know, he got picked off twice. Yeah, critical moments. Exactly, and I think for Miami, what we've seen is uh, for their Jalen Ramsey coming back opens up that twenty-one day oh, practice window. Oh, twenty-one day window for Jalen so, Ramsey. Uh, if you forgot that the Miami Dolphins, <laughs> they've been so good. If you forgot, they also have Jalen Ramsey who hasn't been there yet. Here's your reminder. <laughs> here's All your right? reminder. It's just getting real. <laughs> but uh, for me, what I'm looking about with this team is Miami's offense has been fantastic all season. Yeah. Most are three touchdown game. That's his second three tu- three plus touchdown game of the season already. He's dominating <laughs> it. Hill is only 186 yards away from a thousand yards. 
All right. I don't know if people really understand that. Like 186 yards. We're in week seven. All right. If he gets 104 and a half yards average per game, he will break the NFL record. All right. Sure. Over the first six weeks, that is cake. <laughs> all right. This is easy. This will be easy for him. He has, he basically has too many weeks to do this at this pace. Um, but what I'm looking at in this one, and it's it's why I'm going to go with the Eagles here, it just comes down to the defenses and which defenses can make uh, a stop uh, mm-hmm. when push comes to sub. What we saw against the, the, the Bills versus Miami game is that when they were going after Tua, when they were shutting things down early on, they could not uh, make yeah, that change back to it. And I think that this Eagles defense should never have been able to have been allowed to draft Jalen Carter. It was complete and total BS. But their front seven is really, really solid. Jalen Carter yeah. is not playing like a rookie. Jordan Davis is playing fantastic in year two. They still have Fletcher Cox. You know, to me, if I had to say when it's 35-35 and one team just needs to make a stop, yeah. I'll lean towards this Philly crowd that has the uh, Philadelphia Phillies also playing in the playoffs and are just electric right now. Uh, that home crowd it. supporting that defense when it when they're playing Miami. Like, if Miami doesn't go out there and it's not 14 nothing. By the end of the first quarter, I think it's going to be a really long day. Like they got to jump out and they got to jump on early, and they're the team to do it. But if it doesn't happen, man, that's the Eagles' recipe. I think like this home crowd's going to be electric. They got the team in the playoffs. They're coming off this loss against the Jets. Yeah. They can't lose again. It will be unacceptable. Like there's so many things right now that I feel like if you're the Eagles team and you lose this game, your fans are going to be furious. So you're playing for them right now. I think it's yeah. I think right now, yeah, October right now, it's pretty pretty sunny in Philly and it's pretty nuts. You know how they are. They're dominating. Their team and their city is living right now. But I'm going to tell you right now that me and my boy Mike McDaniels and his sweatsuit, we're going to be pulling out to Philly, and they're going to be making sure their defense is ready because they prep like that. But I'm going to say these are two awesome coaches, two awesome offenses. It is going to come down to the defense. But I'm going to tell you right now. Darius Slay, I respect you. You're a great player, but you are not going to be covering Tyree Kill this weekend, bro. He's going off. Give me Tyree Kill a touchdown. Give me him seven catch. Give me him. I genuinely think he needs to make a statement. Like Sean said, he wants to get that thousand yards right now. I think when the offense runs through him, you can't really take, you have to take the top off. That makes a lot of people in the defensive line be able to shift out, not rush as many people. I think Tua is going to have. Uh, he just has to air the ball out because they're not going to be able to run as much of motion against a D-line, like you said. But I'm expecting the DeAndre Swift game, too. So, you know, hopefully Miami needs to get out in front because the Eagles are able to maintain these drives for so long. And that's what Yeah, they are. And also, one thing to note, Eagles' second-best run defense in the league, only giving up 65 yards a game currently. Um, you know, Mostert's having this hot start, like we mentioned. Obviously, Devon Ancient on the IR, but... Yeah. You know, they can make this one dimensional be interesting. I mean, one dimensional with the Dolphins. They're like, oh, no, we got to pass. That sucks. Yeah. So it might not be the best thing, but will be fun to watch. Definitely a game of the week for sure. And I'll happily take the over on 52 very comfortably. All right. Now, yeah, hammer it and let that ride. Just right? watch it and, and watch it go up. <laughs> watch it and enjoy. Just sit back, you know, have a soda or beer or water, whatever is your choice, and enjoy that game and that score just going up because it's going to be a good one. And in our yeah. last game, of the week. We have the Los Angeles Chargers making their way to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Kansas City is favored this by minus five and a half over under here of 48. Uh, you know, KC won again, some questionable calls potentially. Uh, but Mahomes is seven and two against the Chargers in his career. Herbert, two and four. What are your thoughts? I mean, I just gotta say, this is one of the more 
not talked about enough rivalries because it's starting to get hot now. You know, there's not a lot of things, you know, there's, you know, the, you know, the Steelers Ravens and, you know, there's the Bears Packers, there's, you know, the Eagles and the Cowboys. There's a lot of, um, you know, great rivalries in the NFL. Something that's heating up the last three years is this Justin Herbert, Pat Mahomes game. They are in Arrowhead, obviously. You know, KC is favored. We saw LA obviously brokenhearted last week from that loss against the Cowboys. But I got to say, in the five matchups, in the last five matchups, it's pretty much just been one possession games, even though Kansas City's won the last three. Just hear me. Mahomes is 7-2 and two against the Chargers. The only person who's ever beat him in this Chargers uniform has been Justin Herbert, and it has to be Justin Herbert. With that, I'm, with that, I'm going with the Chiefs at Arrowhead. I just want to talk about how awesome this rivalry has been. <laughs> No, it's been one of the best ones that we've seen recently, and I think people forget, but like last year was like week three, very early on in the season, and Chargers are driving. Gerald Everett just had this huge gain, Mm -hmm. and he's breathing heavy, and all of a sudden, they drop back. They're running the hurry up. Herbert tries to dump it off to him one more time, but he was too tired. He didn't chase down the guy. I don't think he would have caught him anyway, even if he tried to catch him. He was shot. You could see him breathing so heavily. Yeah, I cannot express this enough, but KC wins on a pick six, like to your point about these one possession games, like it has come down to this like insane kind of ending uh, when it comes to these one possession games. But for me, the Chargers just have really bad luck, you know, and I feel that luck, that bad luck as a Vikings fan. I'm going with (laughs) Kansas City. But like last week, we just saw them just, you know, they're so close in this game against Dallas on Monday night and they just couldn't get it together. Like they just couldn't find a way to get the points that they needed. Uh, and it's just, you know, it was a sack and it was a bad ball. Yeah. And it was just, ugh, I feel like so many things. Every element of the game that you love gets encompassed in these two like quarterbacks playing and how the defense has to prep for them. And the whole thing really is that I think, you know, the way Keenan Allen's playing this year compared to last year, I don't I don't believe they had Keenan Allen last year against Chiefs. He is going to, you know, have a great game. Um, Kelsey last year, though. You were talking about another heartbreak last year. One of the matchups, 13 seconds left. Boom. Kelsey right there. And it just, it happens. The Chiefs at home winning. They haven't lost since they lost that first game at home in the first game against the Lions. And they are not losing at home again this season. I'm just going to say it now. Don't don't worry about it because they don't have any hard games at home and they can beat the Chargers. The five and a half is interesting, though, but I I agree. I agree with everything but the at home ones. I got to double check their schedule before I can comfortably, comfortably be on you with that one. But I do like them to beat the Chargers in this one. It it just I mean, Mahomes plays like slightly down. And again, slightly down for Mahomes is 252 and one normal quarterback. That's a great line. That's a solid line. You're you're playing the the game of football pretty well. But for Patrick Mahomes, as we all know, that's not good enough. Okay. Yeah, I just want to let everybody know, too, when I said that, I was also looking at the schedule, referencing the fact that when the rest of the games they have at home, Miami, Philly, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Las Vegas. (laughs) I can comfortably say two of those games. I feel like Cincy and Raiders, I can put like comfortable W's right now for some weird reason. But Bills, Eagles, Miami. Ah. That's a that's a tough slew of games they got. Those are games up. for other weeks. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll be get we'll be getting there in the future because that's all the time that we have today, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget, six teams on a bye this week. Get your lineups done now. Yeah. 
Uh, Any Jaguars, Saints players, take them out of your flex box. Yep, do not keep those guys. Do not keep Thursday night football players in, in your flex box. They should never, ever be in there, okay? Never. And like Sean said, thank you guys. Always checking us out. We got videos coming for you every week. Just saying football. Just saying no G W J S on Instagram for all the updates. And just saying football on YouTube and Spotify. Get us in your ears. Thanks for listening. Enjoy.